0: If your confidence feeds off uh, winning and playing well, and if your confidence goes down after losing, then uh, there's going to be a lot of inconsistency and it's going to become easy to bring your confidence down. If you don't train for that one particular day, then you're lost it forever. You're not getting back that day. You can do it tomorrow, you can do it day after, but that one day is lost for your uh, training. It goes something like uh, life is not all sunshine and rainbows and it ain't about how hard that hit. But how hard you can get it and keep moving forward, how much you can take.
1: Welcome to the Star Show. In today's episode, I have with me Srinath Narayani, who is currently the head coach of Indian national men's team of chess. He has been a coach of the Indian team since 2018. A grandmaster in chess from Chennai, Srinath is a former under 12 world champion and a three times Asian junior champion. At an early age, Srinath moved on from playing to coaching, where he has coached prodigies like Nihal Sarin. Arjun and Divya Deshmukh along the way. Under Srinath's coach, India won gold in online Olympiad in 2020, bronze in 2021 and most recently silver in Asian Games 2022. Thanks for joining me, Srinath. Such a pleasure to have you on my show.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Garima. Uh, Happy to be here.
1: So please tell us about your sporting journey and any challenges that you faced.
0: Uh, I think the biggest challenge I faced in my career in my journey was uh, during my teenage. Uh, This was the most difficult time. Because as you mentioned in the introduction, I won the world under 12 uh, championship when I was only 11 years old. And uh, that was a major breakthrough in my career at that time. But uh, uh, so that that really helped. uh, bring good things that bring uh that brought sponsorship that brought uh a lot of support immediately after winning the world and it well but uh in 2008 so i won the world and well in 2005 and in 2008 uh, the global recession happened and uh, that put an end to all all the support that i was receiving the in terms of you know sponsorship in terms of uh the coaching support being able to play tournaments abroad and I think it was the most difficult period in my career because it was a very very difficult change to adapt to at the age of 14 and also when you're 14 15 years old uh, there's also a time when uh, you start uh, understanding things a bit outside of your sport as well, you know, you stop having a tunnel vision, you start uh, thinking about challenges like finances, the money, uh, where is it going to come from, and how the career is going to go forward. Uh, So for me, personally, I think that was the most challenging period. And I think for a lot of chess players also, I think this teenage uh, period, the time of transition, when uh, you know, they're going through a lot of these changes I think this is the most uh, challenging period uh, for chess players in general also because uh, you start being a professional really early when it comes to chess. Uh, you start being a professional as soon as you're in your teenage and uh, there's a lot of pressure you have to uh, face the challenges of an adult quite early I think.
1: My god absolutely truly makes sense. So, so what's been the best learning from your journey?
0: Uh, in terms of the best learning, I would say, um, it's, it's a bit of a cliche, I think you're hearing it uh, all the time with all the people right now. But uh, uh, if everyone's saying it, probably there is also some truth in it. Yeah. So the best, one of the best learnings has been, uh, you know, just to uh, focus on the process, not get too, uh, too caught up in results and uh, get affected by it emotionally. Uh, Be consistent, be disciplined and uh, uh, have have process goals uh, along with your performance goals. So a process goal is something uh, which is in our control as opposed to a result and or uh, a performance. A performance goal is, you know, I want to achieve X. I want to, you know, uh, get a certain amount of rating or certain amount of ranking. But a process goal is basically something which gives you step by step instructions on how you intend to get that. And this part of how you intend to get that is much more in our control. I want to be uh, I want to do this regularly, uh, bring this into my training regularly. And uh, uh, I think this is if, if you find the right process and if you're able to trust it over a period of time, uh, the resul- results will come automatically.
1: No, no. Awesome. Awesome. So can you please tell us, uh, you know, some good habits uh, that you, you know, tell your, uh, you know, team to follow, I mean, during a training day or a non-training day?
0: Uh, So I think in terms of training day, this is the easier one. Um, And there's also something uh, common with all the high performing uh, players that I've seen in my life, which is, uh, you know, consistently just going and being there every single day in terms of your uh, practice. Uh, I remember when I was uh, growing up, uh, when I was a young kid, uh, my coach at the time, a Georgian coach uh, named Ubilava uh, he told me how, uh, you know, if you don't uh, train for that one particular day, then you're lost it forever. You're not getting back that day. You can do it tomorrow. You can do it day after, but that one day is lost for your uh, training and uh, that has stayed on with me for a, a really long time uh so uh after a point uh you know just going there and training uh every day consistently it's become some sort of a habit to the point that it gets uncomfortable if i uh don't do something uh it, it becomes something like you know uh, brushing your teeth showering it just becomes a part of your life uh So I think uh, that's, that's a useful habit to build in terms of consistency, but not in a forceful way. I think also the enjoyment part is important. Uh, We also train in the sport that we enjoy because uh, we enjoy it. First of all, if you ask me to do something else, like be consistent on YouTube, for example, I'm not going to be uh, as disciplined and I'm not going to be able to do it every day, but uh, the part, the sport I enjoy, it it comes much easier. So in terms of training uh, uh, habits on a training day, I think this uh, this is the easier one. In terms of a non-training day, the ability to you know switch off uh, completely, uh, which is also important in uh, terms of taking breaks. Uh, although uh, yes, what my coach said did make sense, but it's also not hundred percent truth, and. Uh, It's not always being tough, being uh, super hard and uh, spending more hours uh, is not always going to be productive in terms of uh, inculcating that skill level. So switching off uh, periodically is also quite important, Uh, but this is something I uh, myself personally struggle with to completely switch off. My mind keeps thinking about uh, something related to chess all the time. Uh, but yeah I think this is this is something uh, we are working on
1: so do you think it's it's a, it's a good idea to also develop you know some side hobbies and side passions like you know like say say you're playing any sport and then maybe you can start some music or you can do some painting or you know any other gardening or any other kind of uh, side passion that helps to maybe change the uh, direction of the focus what do you think about
0: uh, yeah absolutely absolutely i think it really helps uh, having uh, uh, doing something else uh, i think it's absolutely also counterproductive to be uh, you know doing more, only one thing uh, uh, exclusively uh, having a side passion having a hobby uh, especially for chess players, if it's a physical sport, uh, I think even the cross training also helps all the more. It uh, gives you a different perspective. It adds up skills, uh, which are always, you know, uh, it can uh, uh, be useful across uh, uh, things. So I think having a having a side passion, uh, uh, doing more things absolutely uh-huh. helps.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, has it happened that, you know, I'm sure some student may feel, you know, demotivated sometime or, you know, because of poor performance or negative thoughts. How do you kind of help them deal with that feeling, you know, tackle that negative thought?
0: Uh, it. I think it happens quite often. We all uh, take, uh, we all feel uh, devastated after an important loss because we work with so much passion towards something. And, uh, after so much effort, if it doesn't, uh, get the expected results, the desired result, uh, obviously there is going to be, uh, there's going to be a very, uh, uh, difficult, uh, reaction for some time. Oh. Uh, but usually this is temporary. Usually this lasts for uh, a day or two, or sometimes it can last for a longer phase, but, uh, it's, it's, it's usually temporary. And, uh, uh, here also, one of the things that can really help is, you know, taking some time off from the sport, uh, doing something else, taking a proper uh, rest uh, from uh, training, from playing and giving your mind uh, some rest. I think this is one of the things which can help. And uh, it's, it's largely individual. Uh, it's largely individual uh, how... Uh, people feel after losing and also how they cope up with it is also, I think, a very individual process which yeah. has to be uh, built up over time by that specific individual.
1: So, I mean, uh, what do you tell the students to motivate them when they're, you know, down and not not very positive? Any advice uh, do you give them? How do you motivate them?
0: So, uh, the thing is, uh, uh, personally, I uh, generally work with... Uh, mostly already high-performing athletes, high-performing chess players. Uh, in this case, they are already separated from the rest in terms of having a very high motivation uh, in place uh, already. And uh, most of them uh, are the best players in India. They turn out to be uh, also quite young and at the peak of their uh, energy. So in terms of motivation, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's never lacking uh, for them, uh, yeah. actually. But in terms of general advice, what I would say is uh, motivation uh, will not always be at its highest. You can't always uh, keep it at a high, highest level. Uh, there will be times when there will be motiva- uh, high motivation. There will be times when it gets a bit lower. Uh, what really helps is the uh, discipline and consistency in terms of you know your preparation, your training. Uh, regardless of whether you feel like it or not, I think sometimes it helps to go through the... Uh, go through your habits Uh, you can sometimes feel better and then do things or sometimes you can do things and then your uh, body or system recognizes that oh okay it's time to you know get back on your feet and then it starts feeling better i think uh, both uh, both both things work you can always uh, you know wait for yourself to uh, feel completely better before you get back into your routine so i think having having a routine having preparation uh, uh Having your training in place that's uh, that really uh, gets you through the difficult situations. Sure,
1: sure. So if you could meet your younger self who is striving to be where you are today, what is that one piece of advice that you would like to give to him?
0: Uh, I guess I would tell uh, my younger self not to worry too much in terms of, you know, where you are going to go because uh, no matter what things will work out, we will find uh, uh, one way or another. And the things which feel like uh, life and death when you're in your uh, younger times, in your teenage, uh, actually turn out to look quite small 10-15 years later.
1: Really? Life and death and all? I mean, do you think it's, it's that intense?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it can get that intense, uh, uh, especially uh, it was so in, when I was younger, uh, some of the games, it really felt like everything rested on it. Uh, Uh, There have even been instances where uh, uh, players have, uh, you know, had uh, very dark faces, very dark thoughts, uh, even attempting to cut themselves after losing a particular game and stuff like that. It can, it can get, totally get that intense, but uh, it shouldn't be. Uh, It is, it is so totally not that big uh, of a deal. And... uh, that's what, that's what I would tell myself.
1: Yeah. So that pressure, I think, can also happen because of this, you know, if the sponsors are there and you know you're responsible, you know, you're responsible to perform in a certain way, you know, so that the sponsors, they remain on board and you're answerable to, to them. So I think I, I totally understand what you're saying. But yeah, makes sense to not worry and just trust the process and, you know, kind of, I think it works out that way. So tell us about uh, your best game memory.
0: Uh, my best game memory would probably be this uh, uh, World Under Twelve uh, Championship, uh, which I won, and uh, especially in the last round, uh, it turned out that I actually lost the last round in the championship that I won okay. against uh, uh, my opponent was Wesley So, who is uh, in uh, uh, who is around in the, in the top world uh, top ten right now. Oh, wow. And because I lost my game, my standings, my rankings depended on the other game, the person who was trying to catch up with me on points, uh, this person needed to win. And uh, this one particular game was, I think the longest game in the tournament. It lasted for six and a half hours. And uh, to uh, bring context, an average game lasts between three to four hours. So this just went on and on like this, uh, one of these Federal Djokovic matches. Uh, it was one of, it was easily the longest match of the tournament. And after one point, the even the live transmission stopped because uh, the tournament was supposed to end. Yeah. So I had no way of even knowing what the situation on the board was. Yeah. And even though we were there live, we couldn't go nearby and watch what the actual situation was. So I was watching the players from afar, but I had no idea what was happening on the board. So, I think this was uh, definitely uh, one of the best moments, uh, you know, going through all that anxiety and uh, then finally that game ending in a draw which enabled me to win the championship.
1: My God, amazing. That sounds really something. So, um, please tell us how do you kind of, uh, what do you tell your students? How should they, you know, get composure? How do they get confidence in the game? Any tips?
0: Uh, yeah, again, this is uh, this comes down to the same thing uh, in terms of uh, you know where your confidence comes from. If your confidence feeds off uh, winning and playing well, and if your confidence goes down after losing, then uh, there's going to be a lot of inconsistency, and it's yeah. going to become easy to bring your confidence down. So I think again, it's important for your confidence, the source of your confidence, to come from uh, how well you're prepared, how well you're trained. Uh, if you have done uh, good work before a tournament or you know through that season uh then uh, you will have that confidence that okay i have done the work i have put in the work i have the skill level and there will be a few ups and downs maybe that maybe or may not be i could lose a game or two but i'm gonna get back because i have done the work i have put in the effort and i know that my uh, game my skill level is uh you know at that level uh so if if you have uh A strong foundation based on your preparation, then uh, I think uh, in the competition, it becomes uh, much more easier mentally.
1: Sure, I mean, you're right. I mean, preparation definitely, you know, brings in a lot of confidence. But, you know, do you think sometimes we also end up doubting our skill levels? I mean, when, you know, we have had some consistent lose, you know, we have lost a few times consistently, do you think then how, how do Bring that uh, confidence back.
0: I mean, if you. Yeah, yeah, I think this uh, happens with everyone. Um, this happens with everyone through uh, different phases in uh, their career. Uh, initially, yes, uh, when you uh, lose, uh, I think uh, initially you will learn to deal with it. And uh, I think what really helps is, you know, winning the next game immediately. Uh, that's one thing which can help. Or uh, uh, again, different different things in different circumstances, based on you know why uh, you lost that particular game or why you are uh, feeling low on confidence. Uh, most recently, I had uh, uh, a student who was uh, feeling uh, quite low, uh, but uh, all all he needed was a bit of rest uh, to take you know time away from uh, the intense pressure that uh, he was creating for himself. And uh, when that happened, when things became a bit uh, relaxed, then he started playing uh, much better back to his uh, uh, original uh, uh, self. Um, So in terms of, um, you know, between uh, competitions, I think taking a break, uh, having that break really helps to get back perspective. But if you're feeling uh, a crisis in confidence in between the uh, competition and there is the very little recovery time you are playing tomorrow and you have a, had a bad game today, uh, then sometimes it helps to uh, reduce your uh, ambition, reduce your expectations a bit and uh, go a bit on uh, the defensive, you know, let your opponent try a bit more. Uh, sometimes uh, you don't always have to be the one to create something in order to win games. Sometimes, you know, you can uh, play the waiting role and let your opponent uh, uh, try to create something. Uh, so there are, there are there are different ways to uh, deal with it, but uh, depending on the particular situation.
1: Absolutely. I think it makes sense. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I want to also understand what you suggest is 360 degree of skill development of learning i mean what all uh, things you know entail that
0: uh, yeah i think some some things which is common and uniform across all kinds of uh, skill development uh, is just doing that thing consistently that's one of the things um, you know like uh, if it comes to sport then uh, playing uh, the sport or uh, practicing the skills relevant to it uh, then uh, an important part is observing how others are doing sure Uh, the same thing. uh, And, um, you know, observing what the top people in that sport do, or in that skill do. And sometimes not even the top uh, people in that skill, you know, sometimes uh, just observing someone who's just doing slightly better than you can also be practically relevant. Uh, Because sometimes the best people in that skill, uh, what they are doing might not be uh, relevant and applicable to someone who's just starting out. So just observing uh, different people doing things better, can bring in a lot of ideas. And I think the third thing is uh, feedback, feedback as in, you know, you're doing something. Yeah. But if you keep doing something in a suboptimal way, you're not going to get better. Uh, so to comp- to supplement that, it's important to uh, analyze what you're doing, uh, and how you can do better. Don't look at your mistakes, and learn from it getting that feedback from what you're doing. So maybe uh, if I had to you know, put it in a very short uh, way, uh, I think three things. One is just doing that skill, yeah. practicing it repeatedly to, because it's a really important uh, physical sport, muscle memory, ch- something like chess pattern recognition, all these things happen by repeatedly doing it. Uh, second is observing how other people are doing it. From observation, we get a lot of information, which uh, helps us uh, replicate it. And uh, it's also very important to get constant feedback on what we are doing in order to uh, do it better the next time. Otherwise, uh, there is a very good chance we might keep doing the same mistakes or the same suboptimal routines. And then it becomes even harder to improve on it.
1: Totally amazing. So uh, what's your message to the upcoming young athletes? Uh,
0: If I had to uh, put it in a one message uh, then uh, find your passion enjoy what you're doing learn what you're doing uh, if you can do it uh, if you can identify that at a pretty uh, young age i think uh, uh, life is going to be a lot of fun and a lot of happiness uh, it i think it really is a blessing if you can uh, find what you're passionate about and uh, do it all your life so uh, f- find find what you enjoy and have fun
1: Awesome. Thanks for this wonderful message. Let's come to the rapid fire questions. These are short like one line answers. Um, who's your favorite athlete and also what's the big, biggest learning you take away from his or her career? Uh,
0: so uh, if I had to name one, I would choose MS Dhoni. Uh, I really love, uh, I've been watching him for so many years and I really love uh, how he has, uh, Handle the pressure situations, both for the Indian team and in IPL for the Chennai Super Kings. Uh, When uh, Dhoni is around, you can never uh, ride the team out till the last over. Uh, How he takes the game deep. And also in general, you know, how he has built up the team over a period of years. Uh, We saw how... Uh, the team was in 2007 when Dhoni took over and now uh, how strong the Indian team has come till 2023. And uh, of course, there are a lot of people who played a role uh, strategically in uh, building that team up. But I'm pretty sure uh, the captain of the side also had uh, a significant role to contribute.
1: Absolutely. Uh, was the best advice you have ever got?
0: Uh, stay in the present.
1: Any other side passion that you follow?
0: currently yeah i follow a lot of cricket although i don't play it much myself Aja.
1: your favorite quote your
0: favorite? Uh, again uh, if i had to choose one uh, i remember this quote from uh, the rocky movie uh, it goes something like uh, life is not all sunshine and rainbows and it ain't about how hard can hit but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and I remember this also resonated uh, quite a bit with me when I was growing up. And uh, when I got all these hits, not physical hits. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Thankfully, I don't box. But when I uh, lost, when I felt uh, mentally devastated, and at some point, uh, it helped me realize that okay, it it's not about how hard you can hit, but how much you can take and still keep moving forward.
1: Fabulous. What's your biggest dream?
0: Uh, this, uh, I don't, I don't have a big 20 year dream or something like that. I think this is something which is, uh, which has kept changing. And personally, I don't uh, uh, look beyond three to five years. Uh, Right now, one of my, uh, one thing I'd really like to see is uh, a better participation uh, of girls in chess in terms of, you know, the gender participation. Right now, there's like uh I think out of 10, uh, there are nine boys and one girl playing chess, which contributes to a lot of inequality and uh, unlevel playing field. And also, first of all, uh, I'd love to see uh, the Indian uh, women's team uh, being even stronger than what they are right now. We have a pretty formidable team. But uh, the young generation, the young uh, crop of girls who are coming up can take it to the next level. And we have seen it happen with the boys, the men's team in the last few years, the last five, ten years. Uh, th- this was something I uh, really envisioned five years ago to have uh, a super strong uh, men's team. right? Uh, which we are number two right now, even I than Russia, who has traditionally been uh, in the top in the last uh, hundred years. Wow. But, but uh, in the next three to five years, I would really love to see uh, the women's team also get up there. And more and more girls taking up chess and more and more, uh, not just chess, yeah. but in all spheres of life. But since I'm involved in chess, particularly in chess, and uh, having having the best uh, team across the, both the uh, formats.
1: Wow. Amazing. And with this, we come to the end of the show. Thank you so much, Srinath, for joining me in this absolutely fantastic session.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much very much.
1: Thank you all for listening to today's episode with your host Garma Aftar. See you in the next one. Have a great day. Bye.